0: Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the journey of an amateur piano player aiming to play Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue one day. Every week, we take a look at one of the pieces that I encounter along this road, exploring the history surrounding the work and the music within. The goal is that we learn and appreciate music a little bit more each week and use this compounding wealth of knowledge to tackle more complex works in the future until we reach the glorious Rhapsody in Blue episode. This is episode 8.3, the third and final episode in our series spotlight on the post-romantic period, highlighting the strange yet wonderful Eric Satie, and a survey of some of his most popular works. We've already listened to a Gymnopédie and a Nocienne in the prior two episodes, which are probably the two pieces of his that have most successfully stood the test of time. Today, we're going to close out our talk on Eric Satie with a popular song called J'étais-vous, or I Want You in English. It's a little bit of a change of pace for the podcast. We're usually discussing pieces for solo piano, but this work by Satie was originally written as a song for piano and voice, complete with lyrics. The original song was released in 1902 and sung by a woman named Paulette Darty. And while I don't have access to an original recording, here's the refrain of the song sung by Yvonne George in a version from 1925. Please excuse the poor audio quality, but again, remember that this is a recording from 1925. I think it's interesting to try to hear something to as close as the original as possible. The song is written in the form of a waltz, in a triple 3-4 meter, giving it a charming, breezy lift. To accompany this charming music is a set of lyrics written by Henry Packery. For the time, and remember this was written over a century ago, these lyrics were considered quite erotic and shocking but comparing them to just about any song on the radio these days makes it seem pretty tame. Here's an excerpt, of course translated from the original French, which I will avoid for all of our sakes. I understand your distress, dear lover, and I yield to your wishes. Make me your mistress. May my body be yours. May your lips be mine. May your heart be mine. And may all flesh be yours. I'm guessing the flesh part sounds sexier in French, as most things do. Flesh just makes it sound less erotic and more biblical in English. Anyway, the public really connected with the combination of this charming music paired with the erotic lyrics, and the song shot to fame. A combination that would remain tried and true with pop music for years to come. Something that we still use today. Sex still sells even a hundred years later. After the song became a rousing success, no pun intended, Satie adapted the song for brass ensemble, full orchestra, and, with the version we're gonna take a look at today, solo piano, for which he added a central section to expand on the sentimental feelings of the waltz. You know, for writing such a sentimental romantic composition, Satie didn't have much experience to draw from. His only recorded relationship was with a woman named Suzanne Valadon when he was 21 years old. He was working as a pianist at Le Chat Noir at the time, and Suzanne was his next-door neighbor. True to his socially awkward nature, he immediately proposed to her, and they spent a blissful period together, painting each other, and sailing toy boats at the Luxembourg Gardens. But all good things must come to an end, and Suzanne left Satie after six months, which absolutely crushed him. After she left, Sati said there was nothing but an icy loneliness that fills the head with emptiness. This was around the same time that Satie was composing his work Vexations that we talked about in the previous episode. You know, that work that repeats itself 840 times and takes 16 hours to play. So maybe it was supposed to represent the empty void you feel after the love of your life leaves you unexpectedly. Satie never fully recovered from this relationship, and he remained single for the rest of his life. But that didn't stop him from writing this romantic waltz a couple years later. The song is composed in a typical song arrangement of different verses followed by a unifying refrain. The song is a little different than most modern songs in that it opens up with its refrain or chorus instead of a verse. But there are some modern songs that do this as well. Since the song opens with its chorus, we're going to call this part A. You're going to notice right off the bat that this is a typical waltz right down to the three beats per measure and the standard um papa accompaniment with the left hand. Now, I can't really pin down why, but this waltz sounds unabashedly French. It might be a subconscious thing, because the tune has been used in the background for Paris scenes in film and television, but the only thing online I could find that verifies its use is in the movie Henry and June, which is not to be confused with the Johnny Depp movie, Benny and June. I spent more time than I'd like to admit unsuccessfully trying to find a YouTube clip of Vu* and Johnny Depp, so dodge that pitfall. Just trying to save you some time. Up next, after the chorus, we enter our first verse. We're going to call the verses Part B. right after the verse, we go back to the chorus. Sati's really trying to nail that into your head. Now, in the original song, we would have expected another verse right here. But Sati added new material. For the solo piano version. So while the original song was just an alteration of chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, or ABABA, we're going to call this new part Part C. This part kind of reminds me of a carousel. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it... This whole song kind of sounds like carousel music. But the ride's not over yet, because after this section, we return to something familiar. And we hear the third iteration of the chorus, followed by the second verse. It's very similar to modern pop music. The second verse is essentially identical to the first. We still have quite a bit of repetition in our music these days basically, it's in the same exact form. Sometimes an artist even throws in a part C as a bridge. Then to close out this song, we have the fourth and final iteration of the refrain, which like any good hook, will be the melody that sticks with us once we turn the song off. It's the part that we hum in the supermarket, or sing while we're alone in our cars during our morning commutes. It takes on a little variation at the end to close out the song but we end in familiar territory. And if the song is a success, we'll want to hear it again, and again, and again. So let's listen to the song in its entirety. Like we talked about, if A is the chorus and B is the verse, the form of this song is A, B, A, C, A, B, A. This is Eric Sati's. Famous French erotic waltz, J'étais vous. that wraps up our time with the post-romantic period and Eric Satie for now. These three pieces that we explored would probably top Satie's greatest hits list. Next week, we are going to shift the spotlight to the jazz age and take on a few jazz standards from no other than Mr. George Gershwin. We'll be in modern times in no time at this rate. You can find the standalone recording of this waltz directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for a list of all the recordings heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter at Piano Rhapsody or email me at pianorhapsodypodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast player. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode. And last but not least, thank you for your time and your ears and your support. Have a good week. See you in the Jazz Age.